0: Welcome back to Fundamentally Mormon. I'm your host, Mark Lichtenwalter. Today we're going to be covering pages 19 to 23 of the four crafts. We're in section one, which is entitled Dr. Craft. And we're just going through each of the different parts of this section. This reading will be called Early Mormonism, And the medical profession let them alone during most of the first century of the LDS church the medical profession had little in common with true true science it was a haphazard combination of some of the best and worst cures very few doctors were dependent on inspiration mild herbs and natural healings. Instead, most of them were snake oil peddlers or quack butchers. About 30 years before the Mormon Church was organized, an interesting story was related about George Washington and his honorable experience with a doctor just before he died. I'm sorry, his horrible experience with a doctor just before he died. On December 13th, 1799, George Washington summoned his doctor after coming down with a sore throat. His doctor bled him four times, injected him with with poisonous mercury, and gave him more mercury by mouth, then blistered his throat with a compound of vinegar and dead bugs. After enduring this torturous treatment for a single day, the father of our country begged his doctor to leave him alone and let him die in peace, which he did at 10 p.m. on December 14th, 1799. End quote. American's Bulletin, October 1994, page 18. With such questionable physicians, pharmacists, and surgeons, the medical profession had earned for themselves a very shaded and sinister reputation. When the Prophet Joseph Smith came on the scene, he was very critical of those doctors among the saints. He reported that, quote, "...as to the doctors who are in our midst, who are our enemies," I say let them alone, for they have no doubt but there are three to one who have died in this place who have had a doctor. We're on page twenty. Do cease to employ doctors, lawyers, and merchants who will empty your purses. As to the doctors, let them go. I can prove that a doctor in his place doctored a woman that was in the family way and did not know it until she was delivered. So she was having a child. And both woman and child died, and if you employ them, you will all die. Doctrinal History of the Church, Volume 7, page 258 and 259. On another occasion, the prophet said, quote, all ye doctors are fools, not well-read, and do not understand the human constitution. Stop your practice. And all ye lawyers who have no business, only as to hatch it up, would to God you would go to, do, to work or run away. Doctrinal History of the Church, Volume 6, page 59. Another thing. I want to speak about the lawyers of this city who have good feelings towards them. I have good feelings towards them. Nevertheless, I will reprove the, the lawyers and doctors anyhow. Jesus did and every, and every prophet has. And if I am a prophet, I shall do. At any rate, I shall do it. For I profess to be a prophet. Doctrinal History of the Church, Volume 6 page 238. Some church members followed the advice to avoid doctors and apparently did very well. According to Brigham Young, he stayed away from them for most of his life. Quote, I am happy to say I've never been under the necessity of calling a doctor to my family for 40 years. I have had them in my family but not from necessity. I like them when they are gentlemen, when they are wise and full of intelligence. I am very fond of them, but I do not ask them to doctor my family in any case, and there are no circumstances under which I think them necessary, except in the case of a broken bone or where skillful skillful mechanical or surgical aid is necessary. But to call a doctor to my family to administer physics to them, I am not under the necessity of doing it. Is this so? Yes, it is. And if the experiment could be tried, independent of the gospel and of faith, in any community, I care not where nor what length of them of having any number of persons with regularly qualified physicians to attend them. By the way, we're on page 21. And the same number without such physicians. But who will doctor themselves according to the nature and their own judgments? Among the portion without doctors, there would be less sickness and fewer deaths than among those who had their doctors. The experience of the Latter-day Saints in Utah confirms this. Journal of Discourses, volume 13, page 142. Would you want doctors? Yes, to set bones. Should we want a good surgeon for that or or to cut off a limb? But do you want doctors? For not much anything else, let me tell you, only the traditions of the people lead them to think so. And here is a growing evil in our midst. It will be so in a little time that not a woman in Israel and all of Israel will dare to have a baby unless she can have a doctor by her. Now the cry is, send for the doctor. If you have a pain in the head, send for the doctor. If your heels ache, I want a doctor. My back aches and I want a doctor. The study and practice of anatomy and surgery are very good. They are mechanical and are frequently needed. Do you not think think it is necessary to give medicine sometimes? Yes, but I would rather have a wife of mine that knows what medicine to give me when I am sick than all the professional doctors in the world. Journal of Discourses, Volume 15, page 225. If perhaps understood the source, if we perhaps understood the source of our aches and pains, maybe we would, be, would better understand the correct source of their cure. In 1856, Brigham Young spoke at the funeral of Jedediah M. Grant and explained, quote, when he, speaking of Jedediah M. Grant, was here, The devils had power over his flesh and warred with them and he warred with them and fought them and said that they were around him by the millions and he fought them until he overcame them. So it is with you and I. You never felt a pain or an ache or felt a disagreeable or uncomfortable in your bodies and minds but that you had an evil spirit who was present and causing it. Do you realize the arg, the fever, and the chills, the severe pain in the head, and the pleurisy? I don't know what that word means. I'm going to come back to this. Or any pain in the system from the crown of the head to the soles of the feet is put there by the devil? Do you not realize this? You do not realize this, do you? I say but little about this matter because I... I do not want you to realize it. When you have the ruminism, do you realize that the devil put that upon you? No, but you say, I got wet and caught cold and thereby got the ruminism. The spirits that afflict us and plant diseases in our body, pains in the system and finally death, have control over us so far as the flesh is concerned. But when the spirit is unlocked from the body, it is free from the power of death and Satan. And when that body comes up again, it also, with the Spirit, will gain the victory over death, hell, and the grave. Journal of Discourses, Volume 4, page 133. So I'm going to go back and we're going to look up a couple of these words that I am not familiar with. The first one that we're going to look up is AG. U don't know what that is. Or even how to pronounce it. Arg. Arg. (laughs) It's Agu. Agu? It's It's Eric... Uh, Let's see. Malaria or some other illness involving fever and shivering. Uh, And it gives you a fever and a shivering fit. So... That's what that is. We know what the fever, we know know what chills are. Okay, the next word I'm going to look up is pleurisy, I guess. Uh, Define. Alright, pleurisy, inflammation of the pleura, which impairs the lubricating function and causes pain when breathing it is caused by pneumonia and other diseases of the chest and abdomen okay let's see here all right the next one that we're going to look up well that might be it let me just check here I'm just going over the text here Rheumatism. So that one's a little bit more of a common thing that I've heard before. A disease marked by inflammation and pain of the joints, muscles, or fibrosis tissue, especially rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, I might have that. (laughs) And the disease is originally caused by the internal flow, flow of watery it says in this. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's Old English (laughs) Dictionary. So I was going back a little bit for that one, but... right. so that was Journal of Discourses, Volume 4, page 133. Continuing on with the reading. In 1852, a doctor in Illinois wrote a letter to Brigham Young wanting to know the prospects for making a living living among the Mormons he asked several questions about this community and then he listed all his qualifications experiences and education as a kind of resume for becoming a doctor in the Salt Lake Valley in response to two of the doctors questions is the valley healthy and what diseases are most prevalent Brigham Young replied I do consider this a healthy country as much as any in which I have ever lived or travelled. Yet when disease once gets hold of a person, it is rather apt to terminate one way or the other sooner than those in a low in the those lower countries, where a man may be always may always be dying and yet be alive, yet never alive but always dying until some friendly physician shall in, interpose and put him quietly away according to the most approved and scientific mode practiced by the learned medical doctors. Millennial Star, Volume 14, page 215. To the question, do you think a physician physician well acquainted with his profession, a regular graduate or some 20 years of experience, can support a family there? Okay, so can a regular graduate or somebody with some experience support a family there? Brigham Young responded, Excuse me. We're on page 23, but here's the quote. Cultivating the soil, working in the canyons, and other kindred employments are by far the most lucrative. We have physicians here who find considerable employment, yet it is no uncommon thing to see them at work getting their own wood, plowing, sowing, and harvesting their own crops, which I think betoken a healthy state. As an individual, I am free to acknowledge that I should much prefer to die a natural death to being helped out by the world by the most intelligent graduate, new or old school, that ever scientifically flourished in the wands of Eusiplius and any of his followers. And anyway, that's Millennial Star, Volume 14, page 215. And we're going to look up who this individual is here. There's no definition found. Emmett. Of who is Esculupius Esculupius Sounds <laughs> like It sounds like a Roman philosopher To me But it doesn't oh, say the name. Maybe pronouncing the, it I'm going to look that pi- up I'll figure it out Oh Emmett's going to look it up Okay I'm going to continue on with the reading And Emmett will interrupt me In just a minute We're almost done with this reading By the way So these are just gonna be short for now. I'll probably get back into doing longer stuff later. It's just um, I'm just getting to the point where I'm like, I'm just tired. So we're doing smaller ones. Okay, Emma wants to see it. I think it's E S C U P A P I U S. -S 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 And don't say anything until you see it on your screen. Okay, I'm going to finish this reading, and then you can tell us who it is. It is not recorded, apparently, whether or not this doctor from Illinois moved to Salt Lake, the Salt Lake Valley, but certainly Brigham Young made it very clear what he could expect here among the saints. Okay, so that's the end of the reading. Emmett. Okay. Hey, No, you need to come over here. You can't be on the recording on the other end of the room. I'm looking at a bunch of different people, and the closest thing that Google uh, is able to come up with is actually fairly relevant. He was the Greek god of medicine. so That's interesting. So they didn't change any of the spelling that Brigham Young spelled in the Millennial Star. And actually, when he was talking about the canyons, he used a K instead of a C. Yeah, so I think he just forgotten A A. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so that's who that guy is, apparently. All right, so my own personal opinions on this. I don't accept Brigham Young as a prophet, like I've said before. Um, but I know that in the scriptures, in the Greek, it talks about witchcrafts being prevalent in the land in the last days. ...and how we should avoid those witchcrafts and stay away from them. Well, if you go into the Greek, the word is pharmakia... ...which is the root word of, of pharmacy or pharmaceutical or any of those type of things. So, while I think and believe that there are medications that do good for people... ...I also understand that there are many medications that cause adverse side effects and even those medications and vaccinations that kill people. Uh, Some people can have vaccine injury with a vaccine that everybody else can take, but it, it affects their system in a bad way, and it will kill them. So what I suggest people do is before they take a medication, they tell their father in heaven in the name of Jesus Christ that they are going to take this medication and if you don't get an answer just take the medication if you do get an answer and it's a positive confirmation of the spirit then of course take the medication and ask for god to heal you and bless you as well but if the spirit withdraws from you and you are left to the buffetings of satan and the exact opposite of the fruit of the spirit mentioned in galatians Uh, Chapter 5, 22 and 23, where the spirit leaves you and you're left with this uneasiness and this anxiety and this depression and this anger and this spite and these type of feelings. You can tell that the spirit has left you at that point and you should go to your father in heaven and tell him that you repent and you'll turn away from doing what you said you were going to do and uh, that you believe that what you were going to do was wrong and that this is your answer. And ask for a confirmation of the Holy Spirit with that. Because remember, God speaks to your mind through thoughts and through your heart, through feelings. It's both. It's not one or the other. It can be one. It can be the other. But they, in order to get a good confirmation of whether it's from God or not, you should have it in your mind and your heart. So, um I just, there's certain vaccinations and certain medications that is just not good for you. Even if everybody else takes it and everybody else has no adverse side effects, our biology is different. And these medications or these vaccinations or these type of things uh, affect people in a different way. And if the Spirit tells you not to do it, and you do it anyway, well, then... First of all, you're being directly disobedient to the command of God. But second of all, if there's a reason why God is telling you not to take it, he understands the end from the beginning. He might want you to live and you might die. Or you might have some kind of adverse side effects where the quality of your life is going to go down. Or you might have side effects later on because of something that the medication uh, like adverse side side effects that the medication causes or they could be the medications fine in and of itself but you're mixing it with other medications and it will hurt you or kill you so I really suggest before you take any medication or any shots or any treatments that you ask you tell God what you're going to do And you ask him if it's correct. And then, you know, you wait for an answer. So, I do believe that God has inspired the medical community to a point to help people out. But you have to also understand that these are multi-billion dollar conglomerates. And they have gotten to the point where they have made it so that you cannot go after them for vaccine injury. Um... They've used Congress to shield themselves and they put stuff out there that they know has adverse side effects on a certain number of people. And you have to rely on their honesty to whether or not they're giving the full reports, you know, out so that people know what's going to happen or what is possible. I just you're putting too much trust in, in the flesh when you do that. So, um i know god heals my wife and i haven't got the covid vaccine we've both gotten covid but when my wife asked for a blessing when she got this last strain it was really bad in fact she was trying to work she didn't realize she had covid and uh, she got tested uh, and then she was like, "Oh, you need to come get me because I'm so dizzy and I'm so tired and messed up that I can't even drive all of the way home. We don't live. We don't live anywhere close to where she works. She has a, a hybrid car and she drives quite a distance to go to her work. Uh, not a huge distance, but it's big enough. Anyway, so I went and got her and picked her up and we'd go back and get the car later. And she says, will you give me a blessing? And I, I said, I don't have any oil on me. And she says, just give me a blessing, please. And so I said, okay, let me pray about it. And it took me just a minute. And God told me to spit into my cupped hands and to rub it between the hands and then raise it to the square and to dedicate it and then give her a blessing with that which I thought was really weird but I did it anyway and you know within five minutes that dizziness that she had was gone by two or three in the morning she was completely healed there was no medication or no treatments in fact We were going to the to the hospital to give her an infusion Um, and as she was sitting in the hospital she was reading all the paperwork that they were giving her and she just had a really bad feeling about it and she chose not to do it and she called me up and I couldn't be in the hospital because at that time they weren't allowing anybody in the hospital she called me up and she says come get me I'm not getting this treatment. And then, um, and then I healed her. And there is power in the priesthood. And actually, you know that men and women that don't have priesthood can heal by the power of faith. I've seen happen so many times. So anyway, um, I think, but I think that there is a place for the pharmacia, but. I believe that they've had to cure for many of these terminal illnesses and they don't give them out because they don't want to give them out because why would they want to cure somebody when they can make money off of them? I believe that these people who run these corporations are heartless, satanic type people. And... Uh, we need to be very vigilant about not trusting in the flesh but going to god to make sure that we're putting into our temples is what he approves what our father approves not what some multi-billionaire that doesn't even care about you or any of god's children has to provide so anyway that's the program for today it's uh Pretty quick program. It's only about 30 minutes long, but thank you for listening. You can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash L-A-Z-U-R-U-S 1977. I also have created a new YouTube channel uh, that you can take a look at. It's Red Pill Mormon. No, I'm sorry. It's Zion. That's my TikTok. If you want to find me on TikTok, I'm I'm Red Pill Mormon. On YouTube, the new account is the channel name is Zion's Redemption Radio Network. And uh, I've been posting a couple videos there, not a lot. I got a threat. uh, I've gotten a couple of uh, threats to close down my channel just for one of them was because at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, yeah, 20. Uh, somebody was talking about the vaccines that had not yet come out and they weren't sure about them, you know, and they were just talking. And it was on my radio show, but I like published the audio in- into YouTube. I got a strike for that and they threatened to shut my channel down, so I don't want to lose my channel. So I decided I'm just going to start posting on this separate channel, which is Lions Redemption Radio Network. So that um, I can keep the content that I have. But if I lose some, it'll just be on this channel. So, all right. Well, thank you for listening. Take care, everyone. God bless and goodbye.